morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, September 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. August inflation is causing headaches for the Federal Reserve, and it's not clear what will happen to BP now that its CEO has resigned. Plus, China has been cracking down on corruption in the healthcare industry, but they might have gone a little too far. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Inflation in the U.S. ticked up last month. The consumer price index rose by about half a percent from July to August. Yesterday's reading clocked in at 3.7 percent. But core inflation, which strips out volatile stuff like food and fuel, that's a different story. The FT's U.S. economics editor, Colby Smith, explains. So core inflation, we saw a little bit more of a moderation, at least in that annual number. Um, If you look month to month, it was slightly stronger than expected. But overall, we're looking at a situation where this key metric that the Fed has been paying attention to is really on a downward trajectory. Um, And I think the big question now is how far along are we in this disinflationary process? Colby says both core and headline inflation are important numbers to different groups of people. For the purposes of the Fed, core is more important because it's seen as a better predictor of inflation. But that being said, you can't necessarily ignore headline data because that's what, you know, everyday Americans, consumers, businesses pay attention to. It's also what's incredibly influential in terms of your expectations of future inflation um, and keeping those expectations you know, under control has been such an important component of the Fed's fight against inflation. The Fed meets next week. Colby says they'll probably hold off on raising rates, but that could change at the following meeting. What's important about this report is that it could very well influence that November decision, because if we start to see some of the points of concern that still exist in this report continue in the subsequent months, that could very well lead the Fed to have to raise interest rates one more time. That's the FT's U.S. economics editor, Colby Smith. Bernard Looney resigned from the oil giant BP on Tuesday He said he did not disclose past personal relationships with colleagues. Here to talk to me about what Looney's departure means for the oil giant is Tom Wilson. He covers energy for the FT, and he actually broke this story about Looney leaving. Hey, Tom. Hi, Mark. So, Tom, this story, it really began last year when the board of BP got allegations about Looney's conduct. What happened from there? The board gets an anonymous communication um, in May 2022 reviews the allegations, discusses them with Looney, decides that no breach of the company's code of conduct was found. Looney then provided them written assurances that he had, by that point, disclosed everything about his past relationships with with colleagues and had nothing more to to disclose. And they basically decided, okay, that's enough. And then they get a second anonymous set of allegations last week. They then inform Looney, and then he resigns on Tuesday. Now, how does BP look after all this? I mean, what's the fallout here? So in spite of the fact that the share price only dropped slightly, I mean, my sense, speaking to investors, is they are certainly worried. I think it's, it's useful to bear in mind that Bernard Looney is not the first BP CEO 
to leave in strained circumstances. So I think the investors I'm speaking to, they're kind of worried about that. They're worried about that trend. And they, they are kind of asking us, is this an isolated incident which simply relates to the conduct, Mr. Looney's conduct? Or does this say something else about the culture of BP? Are there other executives also having personal relationships at work that have the, have the potential to compromise um, the way in which the, the company operates? Tom, do we have a sense of the process for finding a new CEO? So a, a process to replace Looney has started. BP has said yesterday that internal and external search for a new CEO has begun. I mean, there are several potential candidates inside the business. Chief Financial Officer Murray Ushenslos has been named as interim CEO. He's well-liked by the city, well-liked by investors, and seen as a safe pair of hands. It's feasible that he could take over. And an alternative theory is whether BP might look to the US to get a US executive in the hope that appointing somebody like that might bring with it some American uh, investor capital. Now, does Looney's departure create problems for the energy transition that BP had been targeting over the past few years? So we know that yesterday at a town hall, interim chief executive Murray Ushenslos told BP staff that the strategy remained unchanged. And it's certainly possible for, for BP to continue with that strategy without Looney. But I think it's important to recognize that this really was Looney's strategy. The, the entire thing had been built around him when he was appointed in 2020. That appointment came with a massive internal and external messaging campaign as they tried to reposition BP at the vanguard of the energy transition and really in terms of the oil and gas industry. And so as much as BP wants to say the strategy will remain unchanged, um, it's definitely going to be challenging for them to lose him and keep going as if it's business as usual. Tom Wilson covers energy for the FT. Thanks, Tom. Thanks very much. China's President Xi Jinping recently launched a crackdown on corruption in a key area of the economy, the health sector. Bribery has become a widespread and costly problem in China, and close to 200 hospital directors have been arrested to try and curb it. Basically, China's healthcare system has been suffering from severe corruption for many years. That's Sun Yu, the FT's China economics reporter. He says one reason for the corruption is that the market for locally made drugs and medical equipment is oversaturated. So these local companies are putting less money into research and development, and instead, they're greasing palms so hospitals take their products. Many of them are having trouble making technological progress because it takes a lot of time. So it makes better sense for them to invest in so-called marketing or sales Right? In this case, it would be sending out representatives to hospitals to give doctors bribes so that they can sell their, their drugs. And on top of that, doctors are paid poorly compared to their peers in other countries. An average Chinese physician makes around 15,000 U.S. dollars per year. So that gives Chinese doctors a strong incentive to seek alternative sources of income. And in this case, it will be a red envelope full of cash. It's not the first time Beijing has tried to curb corruption in the healthcare system, but this crackdown is much more severe. Local authorities have been given quotas on the number of doctors to arrest. 
They're even forcing hospitals to self-report their corruption. From hospital presidents to a junior like intern or a junior physician, everyone needs to fill out a form which would include the amount of bribes or the amount of cash they took from, say, drug makers or medical device makers. And if you're honest, there's a chance that you will be pardoned. But if you're not, then you'll get arrested. This has had the unintended consequence of causing the system to seize up. Sun Yu says doctors are concerned over the crackdown, so they've been suspending procedures and are more cautious about using certain foreign drugs. But Beijing sees these issues and is starting to pump the brakes. Right now, the authority is talking about uh, we should learn to be, quote-unquote, moderate in the crackdown. Sun Yu is the FT's China economics reporter. Before we go, the clock is ticking for people with student loans in the U.S. Payments are set to restart next month, and that'll probably mean some belt tightening for millions of borrowers. If your payments are starting up again, we want to hear from you. How much will you have to pay each month? How are you feeling about it? And how is it going to impact your financial situation? There's a link in the show notes where you can record your response, and we may play your voice message in an upcoming episode of The Briefing. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.